So I want you to just think about this. Like I said, this is just kind of an introspection type thing for me. Am I really seeking only to dwell in the house of the Lord? Is that what my desire is moment by moment? You know, that doesn't mean, you know, I'm just so constantly caught up on that that I don't see what God is doing in my life. That means that I'm paying attention to what God is doing in my life, but I love every minute of every day that God is working and moving within my heart and my life. Hallelujah. I want to go over to chapter 24 of Psalms. In verse 3 here in chapter 24, it says, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? In other words, to me, this means who will dwell in the house of the Lord? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul into vanity nor, nor sworn deceitfully, he will receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. Salah, or amen. Hallelujah. You know, our hearts, we've been talking about the heart lately a lot. And uh, we need to make sure that our hearts are set on God. You know, we've been hearing this morning about his word, and that's so true, you know. Uh, our faith, that which we, our lives are built upon, are built upon the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We need to have the word of God in our lives, and it needs to be alive in our life. You know, somebody uh, told me one time that Fidel Castro almost knew the Bible word for word. He'd read it so many times. But it had never gotten into his heart, I don't believe. I mean, from what he did and the way he acted. He may have known the word, but he didn't live it. He didn't have the truth of it. He didn't have that rhema word flowing through his spirit and his soul. Hallelujah. We need to know the word of God. We need to be living it daily. I think most of you probably have been noticing the things that are going on in the world, how things are kind of chaotic and a mess. I want to go to Hebrews chapter 12. Do you realize that it doesn't matter what's going on in the world if you're a God's child? He makes sure that you're provided for. Make sure that you're taken care of. That all things are for your good. But, you know, all these things that happen in the world are for our good also. You know, uh, we probably, even as we have a little bit of chaff left on us, we're probably none of us perfect yet. And these kind of situations really, in a sense, rub on us to where it takes the chaff away. Kind of makes us just a little bit pure, a little bit better uh, for making bread and, uh, you know, doing things for the kingdom of God. So uh, all this stuff that's going on, you know, the virus, uh, the riots, all this, you know, not that we just brush them off, but you know, we don't have to be so worried about them that it destroys our life. And that's what I kind of want to read about here in, in the chapter 12 of Hebrews. I want to start in verse 18. The writer of Hebrews here is talking to the Hebrew nation, to the Jews in particular, but uh, those of us who have been born again, we've been adopted into the family of Jews, I believe of the tribe of Judah. <laughs> And uh, 
we see that he's just talking to them, you know, about their situation and what needs to be going on. But here in verse 18, he says to them, For you are not come unto the mount that might be touched, and that burnt with fire, nor into blackness and darkness and tempest. Now, if you know the story of God leading the children of Israel out of Egypt, they came to Mount Sinai, and that's what was going on on Sinai. God came up on the mountain, and it was like it was on fire. There was clouds and thick darkness and smoke. And he said, you know, don't let anybody come, you know, touch the mountain. Not an animal, not a man, anybody, or they will be killed. And so there was kind of a fear, you know, a real deep fear there. And, and that's what he's saying. You're not coming to that mount. You're not coming to that place. You're not coming to the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, which voice that they heard entreated that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. I don't know if you know the story, but after this, it's like when Moses spoke to them, he had to cover his face with a veil because he's shown so brightly from being in the presence of God. And, you know, they just could not stand the word being spoken to them openly. And uh, we're kind of in a society that's like that today. The word, just they don't like to hear the word of God. You know, it just is repulsive to them in a sense, I guess that you could say. For they could not endure that which was commanded. And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned or thrust through with a dart. And so terrible is the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. But you are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, the heavenly city of peace, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to the God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. See that you refuse not him that speaks. For if they escape not who refused him that spoke on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. This is what I want you to pay attention to. Whose voice then shook the earth, but now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word yet once more signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken, as of things that are made that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably in reverence, with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. He's going to shake things again, and I believe it's starting. I believe when these things come up in the world, it, it's a shaking to us. I mean, we were probably shaken by what's going on in the world. You know, and in a sense, it's all right to be shaken a little bit because, like I said, sometimes it just removes the chaff. One thing we want to make sure of, though, is we don't get shaken off of our foundation. You know, we don't want to lose our faith. Don't let your faith be so shaken that you lose it, that you lose your stability in Christ, that you lose your place in the presence of God, that you lose that idea that, you know, I'm going to, Seek only one thing, and that's to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, I'm going to live righteously before God. These things cannot shake us to that point. They cannot destroy our foundation. But know that there is a shaking coming. Hallelujah. You know, God likes to see his people, in a sense, tested or tried a little bit, just to see where they're at. 
And maybe not so much that he sees where we're at, because he already knows where we're at, that we might see where we're at. You know, we needed to know where we stand in Christ. Because if I'm not standing on firm footing, I want to know it. I want to know it before Christ returns. And God will be faithful to show me that. And then I can change my, the course of my direction, do things in the right manner. I want to go back to Matthew chapter 7. We're going to read about foundations here a little bit. I think most of you probably know where I'm going and what story I'm going to. In chapter 7, verse 24. Here we come back to the importance of the word. Verse 24 says, Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine, or hears these words that I'm speaking, and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. In all reality, that rock is speaking of is Jesus, but in all reality, that Jesus is our faith. You know, that's the faith that we're building upon is the faith that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. He is who he said he was. He did what he said he would do. And he will return again for us. And hopefully we'll dwell in the presence of the Lord forever, in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. I want you to notice this. They built their house. We've built our house upon a rock. The rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house. That's what's happening now in this world. You know, things are happening. Storms are brewing around about us. You know, and we're being hit by them. Like Rich said, we're pretty blessed to be where we're at. We haven't been hit quite as hard as most people or some people. But still, it's there. The storm is there. It's descending. The floods are coming. The winds are blowing. It's beating upon our house, upon our structure, upon the thing that we're building or Christ is building in us, maybe I should put. But it doesn't fall. For it was founded upon a rock. It was founded upon the rock Jesus Christ and upon his teachings. You know, whatever Christ teaches us, that's him. His word is him. He is the word. You know, it's not like what he teaches us is something that he does know. It is him. It is him. <laughs> is this wonderful to think about that everything that he speaks to us through his word, this is really Jesus Christ in writing. Everyone that hears these things of mine and does them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. We talked about stones in the last couple of weeks, you know. It's so important that we build upon rock, not sand. We know what happens to sand when the water hits it. If you've ever tried to build a sand castle at the beach, and the waves come in and hit it, it's gone. It dissolves, it disintegrates, it's gone. But I want you to realize that the storms of life come upon those that hear the word of God and obey it just as much as those that hear the word of God and don't obey it. It rains on the just and the unjust alike. Why? Because God wants us perfected. He wants you to know where you're at, where you're standing, what you're standing upon. He's shaking. He's shaking us. Are you going to stand firm? Are you going to stand firm? I want to read uh, Psalms 23 here in closing. You may think, well, this is kind of an odd psalm, Pastor. But I want you just to think about this a little bit. This is David. <laughs> this is David writing, who was a shepherd. He was a shepherd. He knew, knew what it was like to be a shepherd. And he's writing about his shepherd, knowing what it's like to be a sheep. <laughs> 
The Lord is my shepherd. You know, that, that's a good question to ask yourself. But, you know, just as we talked about, you know, I have one desire. Is the Lord your shepherd? Are you following? Or are you lost in the wilderness and God's looking for you? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In other words, I'll have everything that I need is really what he's saying. You know, you know I've kind of tried to watch the congregation through all this that we're going through, and, and I really haven't found anybody that's in want. You know, now maybe I'm missing somebody. I don't know. I, I hope not. But I've just been thinking, God, you, you're just so faithful. You know, we, we're just not lacking. In a sense, it doesn't seem like things have really changed. It's, you know, what we hear, it seems like it's changed. In my heart, it doesn't seem like it's changed. It seems like we're still, you know, able to do the things that we need to do and, and go the places we need to go at this moment. You know, I'm going to pray that it continues that way. But, but God is so faithful to us. He gives us all we need, you know. I shall not want. And this is the, the next scripture here is the one that I think really speaks to us right now. He makes us to lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside the still waters. I know, every time I read about or read this scripture and look at it, I think of peace and calmness. Just a place of rest. Even in the turmoil and all that's going on, God is feeding us and God is taking us to a place of rest. We don't have to fret. We don't have to worry. You know, uh, you know I, in our vernacular as Christians, you know, we talk about, you know, we've got a life beyond this. But it seems like so often we're afraid to lose this life. Why? <laughs> you know? I mean, isn't it, isn't it supposed to be better on the other side of this life? I know, it's, it's hard to, to look at what we have because we've never seen the other side yet. But if we truly believe what we preach, our life should be no big deal, whether we live or whether we die. For me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Hallelujah. But he gives us peace in the situations that are around about us. He restores our soul. He leads us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He wants to brag about us. He wants to show us off before the devil, just like he did with Job. Remember what he said? He said, have you considered my servant Job? There's none like him. I think he says the same thing about us sometimes. Hallelujah. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, things may seem dark, dreary. You may seem like you're in a low spot in life. I will fear no evil, for he is with me. His rod and his staff comfort me. I want you to notice this. Thou preparest a table before me. Where? In the presence of my enemies. Hallelujah. Even with our enemies standing around, God is blessing us. And we're rejoicing in that blessing. He anoints our head with oil. Our cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life as I seek the presence of God, as I seek to dwell in his house. Hallelujah. Amen. 
We have peace promised to us in all that's going on around about us. I just pray that you can get hold of that and keep hold of that. We are a blessed people. Our God is the God of the universe that has created all this, that has everything ordered. You know, there's, there's not one thing that's happening in the world that God has not put into his plan. Not a single thing. Hallelujah. And out of it all, we will benefit. We will benefit. We will prosper in the hand of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I go back to this. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Hallelujah. I hope that's your desire. And I hope I can continue to make that my desire. Hallelujah. Let's just pray. Father, I want to just thank you for the the great faithfulness of of yours, your personality, I guess, Lord, of who you are. You know, I think it was David that said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor seed begging bread. Lord, in all that's going on round about us, Lord, you're taking care of us. May our peace and our trust rest in you. Lord, may our hearts be set upon reaching that place of eternal rest in you. And Lord, as you lead us there, your desire for us is that we would bring as many with us as possible. Hallelujah. Father, it's not just your desire to get us into heaven. You want us to bring people with us. You want us to share your gospel. That's why you told your disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Your desire is to see an abundant increase, Lord, as the harvest ends and it's reaped. Lord, I thank you that you are a God of increase, of multiplication. Father, just help us be faithful to do that which you ask us to do. Father, may our hearts be stayed upon you. May our desire, Lord, be that one thing, Lord, to dwell in your presence, in, in your house, Lord, to live daily, hallelujah, and continually, all the days of our life, all the days of our life. Lord, may we not look to when it may happen. Let's look to now as it is happening. We are living now, Lord. Bless our time here on earth now, this day forward. May we be a presence in this world that lightens, Lord, the darkness that is spread upon this world. We give you praise, Lord. We love you. Just ask, Lord, you'd go with us as we go to our homes, Lord. Just bless our lives in you. Make us bold as lions. Hallelujah. And harmless as doves. This is what your word says. Hallelujah. Lord, we just love you. Give you praise. Amen.